Welcome to the Balling Podcast. I am your host, Tyrone Montgomery Jr. of the Legacy Maker Sports Network. As always, it is a pleasure and an honor to have you joining me here on the Balling Podcast. And we are back. I'm sure many of you had some time off of work, but back to the ground we go. And I'm sure I speak for everyone when I say that I thoroughly enjoyed every last day I had off of work. But the grind never ends. The journey continues. And here we are with another dope pod to step to. It is a new year and we are already getting the party started. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the NFL playoffs are set to begin this upcoming weekend. Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs and the Green Bay Packers for locking up the number one seed in the NFL playoffs. And that rewards them a bye week for the very first week of the beginning of the NFL playoffs. Headlining the first week of the NFL playoffs, we got the Tennessee Titans playing the Baltimore Ravens 4-5 and five matchup. We have the three-seed Pittsburgh Steelers who got off to that hot start playing the Cleveland Browns who squeezed in by beating the Pittsburgh Steelers this past week, although they did not have Ben Roethlisberger or none of the starters in that game. But the Browns were able to win and they squeezed in, so they'll play them again this time. And Pittsburgh. And the number two seed, Buffalo Bills. Who saw them coming? Playing the number seven seed, the Indianapolis Colts. That is your AFC playoff picture there. From an NFC standpoint, we have the Washington football team playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, led by Tom Brady. Then we have the number three seed, Seattle Seahawks, playing and hosting. Your L.A. Rams. Who knows if Jared Gall is going to be available for that matchup. And then your number two seed, New Orleans Saints, hosting the Chicago Bears, who also were able to squeeze into the playoffs. The Saints are questionable if they have Alvin Kamara, as he was unfortunately uh, diagnosed with COVID-19. In fact, the Saints were without all of their running backs um, because they had close contact with Kamara. So it, it, it sucks. It's pretty much a wait-and-see approach for the weekend um, to see if, if they'll have any of those guys. And if none of them are able to go, we'll see um, a lot of Ty Montgomery uh, at the running back position. And we'll probably see a, a little bit of Taysom Hill in that backfield as well. No matter if they have any running backs or not for this matchup against the Chicago Bears, the Saints should walk the field against the Chicago Bears. It should be a cakewalk. It should be a warm-up game for the Saints, and they should win this easily. Um, the, the the Bears, they, they got a hot running back in David Montgomery. He's been playing extremely well. Um, he got hurt over the weekend, but he came right back in and, and scored a touchdown. So this, the, the Bears are riding that hot hand with David Montgomery, but he's pretty much their only offensive weapon. And they have to tell the offense to, to miss Trubisky. So that's a good question right there alone. Will he be back next season with the Chicago Bears? But 
we can expect the Bears um, to lose this one and the Saints should win this one easily. So it won't be an upset right there. But I will tell you where an upset will be at over the weekend. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the team that should be on upset alert is out of the AFC and a team that had the best running back in football this season and last season, and that's the Tennessee Titans. They'll be hosting the Baltimore Ravens, but the Baltimore Ravens have probably the best, not one, not two, not three, but four-headed monster at running the ball this season with Lamar Jackson with Gus Edwards, with Mark Ingram III, and with J.K. Dobbins. They have one of the best rushing attacks that we've ever seen in a while, actually, with the Baltimore Ravens. So we can expect the Ravens to possibly defeat the Tennessee Titans over the weekend. The Ravens, they've been hot. They've been winning a lot these last few weeks. Lamar Jackson looks like he's in a rhythm. He still isn't who we want him to be. But he's winning games. They have a strong running game. He can still pass the ball when needed. And the defense as well as well. So the Baltimore Ravens, we should expect them to upset the Tennessee Titans this weekend. And this is no shot to the Tennessee Titans. I like what I saw from Derrick Henry all season. He's been the beast that we've known him to be. Even Ryan Tannehill, he's had an up and down season. But he's been pretty good this entire season, and he's won a lot of games for him this season by himself, too, just slinging the rock. But you just look at this Tennessee Titans team, and you say to yourself, do they have enough offense to to beat this Baltimore Ravens team? And it's just, it, it just asks the question, it poses the question, can Derrick Henry continue to literally carry this team? Because he is the entire offense when you think about it. I mean... They have a few wide receivers in Brown and and uh, Humphreys, but the the team is revolved around Derrick Henry. And if I'm Baltimore, I go into this game and I say, hey, I stop Derrick Henry, I win this game, and I come out with the upset. So that's my upset for the weekend, Baltimore over Tennessee. Speaking of the Baltimore Ravens, we know Lamar Jackson won MVP. He was awarded with the, the cover of Madden. And he has to pass on the throne. He has to pass on the mantle. Who will win MVP this season? Well, you have to be impressed with what Patrick Mahomes was able to do with the Kansas City Chiefs. Straight out of winning a Super Bowl, winning Super Bowl MVP, and leading his team to victories. He did it again this year um, as the Chiefs had the best record in football this season. And then you also have to look in the AFC as well with the Buffalo Bills with Josh Allen. The acquisition of Stephen Diggs or Stephon Diggs, however you say his name. Picking him up um, has been huge for this Buffalo team. They got the number two seed in the AFC. They've been winning all season. And they didn't even have uh, their second best wide receiver in John Brown for most of the season as he battled through injury. But Josh Allen, he's matured. He played kind of up and down in the playoffs last season. A little shaky. He threw some balls that that had you wondering, uh, should he be benched or not? And is he actually the guy? But I've always liked Josh Allen. 
his ability to escape the pass rush and 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 get out of that pocket and run along with uh just just getting that ball out quick as possible. He's pretty good with his release and he sees the field pretty well. Um and I think he learned a lot in the playoffs last season. He's a, another MVP candidate. But the MVP uh, that deserves it the most is no other than uh, your discount double check, Aaron Rodgers. A-Rod was able to do the most with the most least this season with the Green Bay Packers. He didn't have Devontae Adams. He's, he's missed majority of the season. He missed a ton of games this year due to injury. And you look at the draft that they just had, and many people was mad and outraged at the way the Packers handled the draft. They drafted A.J. Dillon, uh, who's a really good running back, by the way. But you say to yourself, oh, you need to give Rodgers some weapons. He needs some people to throw to him on offense besides Devontae Adams. And Rodgers did it without them drafting a wide receiver early on in the draft. The running game was there, but it wasn't relied upon. And that's what makes Rodgers the MVP. He's carried this team. He's led this team. And, and the Packers, they look like they may be primed for a Super Bowl run. And it's all because of Rodgers. Now, although the Packers look to be primed for a Super Bowl run, I don't quite see it happening. Here's my Super Bowl prediction. You know, when the season first started, actually before the season started, I made a prediction uh, for the Super Bowl, and I decided to stick with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, They went to the Super Bowl last season. They won it. And I said, hey, why not? Patrick Mahomes is the real deal. So I'm going to stick with them still now, even after the season has ended. I think the Kansas City Chiefs will represent the AFC in the Super Bowl this season. Too much Patrick Mahomes. The addition of Le'Veon Bell is huge for them. Although they didn't quite use him much during the regular season, I feel like they wanted to get him acclimated with the playbook, acclimated with the culture, and acclimated with the team. It takes time, and adding a Le'Veon Bell to a team that just won the Super Bowl um, is huge. It's huge. I mean, we already know the Chiefs can go up and down the field with the passing game, but Le'Veon Bell, along with drafting Clyde Edwards-Hilaire from the NFL Draft, adding him to this team, it, it just takes... <laughs> It it literally takes the Chiefs to a different dimension. We know that they could pass, but the fact that they're running the ball this well too, along with Darrell Williams, the Chiefs' offense is 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 top notch. Is is grade A. It's top shelf, and I don't think anyone will be able to stop this offense in the playoffs, especially with the running game that they have now. Now you say, oh, the Chiefs they they've been a little iffy over the weeks. That the game's been close. Andy Reid's been in the league for quite some time now. He's finally won a Super Bowl, and I think he's learned a lot last year. Watch out for Andy Reid. He's a Hall of Fame coach, one of the best coaches of all time. And I'm sure he did not show all of his cards in the regular season. They got some tricks up their sleeve, and 
I think we'll see them um, when the Kansas City Chiefs get back to the field um, in the second round of the playoffs. In the NFC, I have to stick with my guy. Like I said, I, I picked the this team in the NFC before the season started, and I'm I'm going to stick with them even after the season has ended. That's Tom Brady, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers came a long way. Um, they've gotten better as the season progressed. Tom Brady's looked more comfortable as the season progressed. And they've added pieces, a piece, a huge piece. And Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell's former teammate, actually. They have one of the best offenses in the league as well. I don't think it's Kansas City Chiefs' best offense in the league. But it's getting better and better and better. They just need time, man. They need to stay healthy, of course. Mike Evans uh, tweaked his knee over the weekend. I think he'll be fine uh, for the playoffs, but... Man, you, you look at you look at this uh Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. You got Chris Godwin on one side, you got Mike Evans on the other. You got Tom Brady's boy in Gronk. He's been a sort of security blanket for Tom, and he's had a, a good stretch in the season where he was just catching touchdown after touchdown. Then you got Antonio Brown, the wild card, who they just brought in um midway through the season actually. And he's starting to fit in quite well with this Buccaneers team. He's been quiet. He's been keeping his head low. He's just been playing football. And that's what you want out of an Antonio Brown uh, with his past history. He could be a distraction to a team, but it looks like he has his head on straight and he just wants to win. And I think that's why he caused so many problems in Pittsburgh. He just wants to win. He could be kind of sort of a diva, but he can play football. And Tom Brady's not having it, you know, if with all the, the side drama that he may bring, but... Antonio Brown looks like he may have finally figured it out. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they look like they're ready to make a Super Bowl run. I pick the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to face the Kansas City Chiefs in this year's Super Bowl. All right, y'all know me. I love the NFL, but I love the NBA even more. It's time to talk hoops, y'all. We are two weeks into the season and we have three surprises from the NBA already. The first surprise of the NBA, Steph Curry and the Warriors. They need Klay Thompson more than we thought. The situation in Golden State, it it sort of reminds me of a company who brings on new hires or brings on some temp workers. You're asking a lot out of these temp workers. You can't expect too much from a temp worker or a new hire. It's going to take time. You got to slowly will them in and slowly add to their plate of duties to do. So that's what we're seeing in Golden State. We're expecting, you know, ever since Clay went down, we're expecting Kelly Oubre and, and, and Andrew Wiggins and even Draymond Green, who's been there for a while, but he's getting old. But we expect Kelly Oubre and, and Andrew Wiggins to kind of carry on Clay Thompson's load. But they're just not able or capable of doing so. It took a while for Kelly Oubre to even make a three this NBA season. I believe it was 17 tries. He finally made one. But it's taken quite some time 
for them to try to even attempt to carry the loop for Clay Thompson. And we can see the effect that Clay Thompson had on Steph, the attention that he drew that gave Steph these open looks. And now defense is just really focusing and doubling down on Steph Curry. And it's not easy for him to get those shots that he was getting before. Although he did have a 62-point game, that was quite impressive. He shut the critics down. But the Golden State Warriors are not the Warriors that we are used to seeing. This is a new team, and it's going to take time. And this team that we're seeing in Golden State, it's not a championship team anymore. So how quickly these NBA windows do close. It's, it's almost time for a new beginning in Golden State. Steph Curry's 32 years old now. Time is flying. But the Warriors are not the Warriors that we're accustomed to seeing. And and with the injuries that Klay Thompson has suffered over the past years, we may not ever see those same Warriors ever again. A second NBA surprise comes from Cleveland. The Cleveland Cavaliers. They have a pretty decent team this season. Colin Sexton and Darius Garland, um, they're quite a small backcourt. Um, they, they don't have any size at all, but they're scoring with the best of them. In fact, they have one of the best one-two punches in the league already. But the Cleveland Cavaliers, they look good. Colin Sexton is looking like he's going to be a future all-star maybe this year, um, despite not having an all-star game. It looks like he may be an all-star if they continue their play because, you know, Winning gets you into the All-Star game. And, and Colin Sexton, he looks like the real deal. They were rumored um, last season to be in the mix to try to get a Ben Simmons from the Philadelphia 76ers. And they would have to give up Colin Sexton if they wanted that deal to happen. But it looks like they had their guy in Colin Sexton and Darius Garland, the second-year pro. He's coming along quite well. So the Cleveland Cavaliers, quite a surprise. But... Not even just them. It doesn't end there. Um, their center, um, Andre Drummond, he's, he's been quite well this season as well. And there were questions about why would the Cleveland Cavaliers try to acquire Andre Drummond? What does he do to help them get better? Well, he's been a force of nature on the boards, and he's been scoring a little bit too. And then we can't forget about old faithful Kevin Love there. Now, he's hurt again. But he's still a key piece to this offense, and he means a lot to this team. So the Cleveland Cavaliers, don't look now, but they may be a playoff team. What a pleasant surprise from Colin Sexton, Darius Garland, and the Cleveland Cavaliers. And finally, our last surprise from the NBA are the Houston Rockets particularly John Wall. John Wall has missed a ton of games over the years. He pretty much hasn't played in, in a little over two years, and, and he looks to be in well shape. He looks to be in top form already at the beginning of this NBA season. He had a really good preseason um, to get things started, and he's carried it over to the regular season. Now, it is early. You know, the Houston Rockets, they only played five games thus far, but John Wall looks really, really good. It looks like he hasn't missed time at all. I think they won the trade. Um, look at the Washington Wizards. They're, they're not really winning a ton of games out there. They started 0-5. But 
John Wall, he's he looks like he's back to his old self again. And it makes you wonder, why did the Washington Wizards even trade him? Why did he even want out? Well, we see why he probably wanted out of Washington. They, they're not winning. They, they probably have some turmoil going on that we just don't know about. But looking at John Wall in Houston, Houston looks like they may have won this deal. And then you think about a, a James Harden. Why would he want to leave this situation? This may be his best situation that he's had ever since he's been in Houston. To play with John Wall, a good young point guard who looks like he's back to his old self again. But Christian Wood, the addition of him, along with Boogie Cousins, it it just takes his team to a different level. It's so much talent on this Houston Rockets team. And you still got Eric Gordon, who's an Asian veteran, but he's instant offense off the bench. So the Houston Rockets, they look like they may be going right back to the playoffs. And I guess that's... uh, Bearing any setbacks from James Harden wanting to get dealt. But James Harden, why leave the situation that you're in, buddy? We got a lot of basketball left to play this season. The NBA season is still still young. But if I'm a betting man, I'll say James Harden is dealt before the trade deadline. They're trying to get him out of there. I think he wants to get out of there. Uh, he's done a lot of damage <laughs> going to the strip clubs and and partying and and just being kind of careless during this pandemic and it's cost his team some games with the players being out too. So I think James Harden will get traded. It's just a matter of time and the only question is when. But hey, I want to thank you, uh, each and every one of you, for tuning in to the Ballin' Podcast. I'm your host, Tyrone Montgomery Jr., Legacy Maker Sports Network.